Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Beer Intelligence Podcast. This is most likely episode 23. Our guest today is going by Jim. Jim is running some small internet companies, uh, as he describes as being a street vendor on the internet, and basically operates in a slightly gray area around how people can use his services to get ahead on social networks. So because some of the specifics, both in what he does today and in his past, uh, we're choosing to use a, a pseudonym, which is a first time for Beer Intelligence. But overall, I thought his story was quite unique and quite interesting. So he can share some of his perspectives, having gone through you know, multiple different um, countries and cultures and business environments where he had gone, you know, grew up in China, but then went to the west coast of the U.S. to study and worked in Silicon Valley for a while before then spotting opportunities in China and coming back and, you know, both trying the kind of venture capital-led uh, business environment and then also kind of the bootstrapping, small, scrappy internet company that is, you know, operating in gray areas. So in this episode, we talk about how you know, specifically some of the things that he did on his journey um, and also, you know, how the competition in China forces a different reaction for how you build companies and operate. After that, we then talk about um, some of the stuff that he got in trouble for as a, as a young hacker. Um, and even though it's like, you know, not really stealing anything, but he gets in trouble and brought up in front of the school and, and all sorts of problems growing up. After that, we spend more time then really diving deep into just things like when you are this gray player on the internet, how, how do you operate, right? So for example, whether it's being threatened to being sued or you know having to use uh, you know distributed denial of service, DDoS attacks in order to keep your company alive and these kinds of things that just happen that are unique to, to, to what he does. And so with that, I hope you guys enjoy the show. All right. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Beer Intelligence Podcast. My name is Brandon Owens, and today's guest has a little bit of a pseudonym, uh, just so he can tell more interesting stories, and we're going to go with Jim. What's up, Jim? Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Sounds so serious. Uh, yeah, so today's guest uh, has uh, quite a few interesting perspectives and stories to share, uh, specifically things around kind of what he's doing right now, which is he's a developer, uh, but also works on projects that are you know, in the social networking space allows people to get more likes for their projects. So a little bit on the kind of gray area or let's just say he's comfortable with loopholes uh, from time to time. And then also beyond that has has some interesting experiences uh, through building businesses in China and in... Did you build businesses in the U.S. also or no? No, it's part of the business. Part, part of the business. Was mm -hmm. the US. Okay, yeah, cool. So uh, it seems really strange to call you Jim, but I'm just going to roll with it. Jim, yeah. you know, what's up, man? How are you? Thanks I'm for all right, yeah. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Cheers, man. Gotta keep the tradition going. Yeah. So it is uh, 10 a.m. and we had a new achievement unlocked of walking to Family Mart to buy beers, uh, which reminded us of college. And speaking of college, where did you go to school? Um, so I was born and raised in China. Um, like a lot of my peers, I, uh, I went to after high school right, in China. I went to uh, the U.S. For, uh, for college. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went to um, a, a West Coast school, mm -hmm. I should say, uh, in California. Um, then afterwards, I, um, I spent a couple more years in the U.S. Uh, just working and living and 
just ob- absorbing the, the, the American culture. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's a cliche to say that I got bitten by the uh, entrepreneurial bug mm-hmm. while I was in Silicon Valley. Uh, you know, there are certain some ups and downs and pluses and minus regarding that whole culture, right? Uh, you can see a, a, a whole entire replica of that culture manifest itself in China, especially in Shanghai, Shenzhen, right, Beijing. Yeah. Uh, all over the place. Uh, we can certainly go into uh, details on that later in the, in the, in the podcast. So, so back to my story. Um, uh, spent a couple more years in the U.S. working in a startup in San Francisco. Uh, learned a lot. Um, you know, a couple of years back, I thought, Okay, I had enough learning and, you know, the opportunities in China seems very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided to move back to China. Uh, then uh, uh, that's what I, exactly what I did. I moved back to China, started a company, then eventually left the company and then started my new uh, projects. Not a company, yeah, in, I'm in the process of, uh, of building that into a company. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so that's a little bit. How did you decide where to go to school? Like, what was that process like for you? Of college? Yeah, yeah, for in the U.S., for example. Well, uh, you know, that was when I was uh, in high school, so about like 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know a lot of colleges other than, you know, the big names, like Harvard, Stanford, uh, Yale, mm-hmm. all those big names. But I wasn't uh, a slaughter. Uh, student that I, you know, uh, has unlocked a lot of achievements like mm-hmm. buying beer at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't get into, you know, these IVD big name uh, schools. But uh, how I chose is basically a random process. You know, I, I, I found out I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, my English wasn't that good uh, back, uh, you know, back then. Uh, I found out there's something called Common App mm-hmm. uh, thing. Basically, it's just a, uh, uh, intermediary that allows you to apply through them to a bunch of different schools, a variety of schools. Mm-hmm. So I, I did that, you know, because you can just one, you can just write one set of essays, and you know, and then um, apply to a bunch of different schools. So I, I basically end up using that and got into a, a decent school locally mm-hmm. um, uh, in California, and then uh, 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 yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really. Th- Think you know, which school I have to go to, which right. school fits my profile, because yeah. I, I I don't have the basis to know that, mm. right? Because because a lot of information wasn't open to the Chinese population. Even if you were, I wasn't. You know, my English wasn't that good. I couldn't do that deep of a research. Right. 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 Okay. And then, <clears throat> did you specifically either want to do the U.S. or want to do West Coast, or was it just like they applied? Everywhere, everywhere, Canada, whatever, and then it just this one came back and looked. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, I got into like four schools in in, in total, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in California, one in uh, in the Midwest, another one in Texas, another one in Florida. Mm-hmm. So I got in the U.S. covered except the Northeast, yeah, yeah. right? Okay. Um, the New England area. Um, but I thought, okay, so California seems cool. You know, a lot has has lots of uh, good image, right? Mm-hmm. California seems to have the best image. Out of all um, uh, states, at least to a to a Chinese person at that time, right? Right. California seems like oh yeah, it's cool. California, right? You know where are you going? I'm going to California. So <laughs> yeah, it does have the cool factor going. Were, right. were, were you into tech at that time already? Mm-hmm. Or no? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, when I was a kid. I've always been interested in uh, in computers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, always like to hack. Um, you know, back way back when hacking, we 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 called that hacking. You know, when, when I was a kid. And 
hacking back then doesn't have the hacking the meaning now. Like if you're saying you're a hacker now, it means you're most most in the Silicon Valley terms, right? You're 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 scrappy. You can put things together. You can find your way through something. Uh, eventually, get your uh, the results you want. Uh, hacker back back then was like the the black hat. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when we when we had first had internet, it was dialed up. Mm-hmm. So uh, and you have to pay. Basically, you use your cell phone line to go uh, to, to connect to the internet. So you pay two bills, right? You pay your telephone bill. So when you're online, nobody can call you mm-hmm. on your line line, right? So uh, and then you have to pay the internet access fee, mm-hmm. right? So so uh, I figure out a way to hack other people's um, uh, telephone line mm-hmm. so I can use their. Uh, uh, I can just use my telephone line as you know, as if I was talking on the phone, mm-hmm. but I don't have to pay internet access. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's essentially what I what I what I was super into when I was a kid. That was like middle school, elementary school. You were doing that at that young. Yeah, I was doing that at that young. Jeez. Yeah. All right. So you've always been looking for loopholes. <laughs> basically. Uh, yeah, I like to look where most people don't. Mm. <laughs> Why? Why is that something that shows up in all other parts of your life too, or is it mostly a computers thing? Where like just um, because you're capable enough to do it, you can do it. But I don't know. Like, did wh- you do that in sports, or did you do it in school also? Like no, shortcuts? Or- no. Well, I guess I don't know. It sounds really bad to say. Uh, it's kind of almost racist, but I guess I'm trying so I can say mm-hmm. say that a lot of people cut corners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's not because that we like to cut corners. It's because the competition is fierce. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to you have to find some way to stand out. But way back when, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. the competition being in that in that in that uh, sense being the cost of getting online super high. Mm-hmm. You know, my family couldn't just uh, say, "Well, you go, you know, have your time on the internet. I don't, you know, do whatever you want." Yeah. Um. So so I had to figure out a way to re- re- reduce my uh, my internet bill because that was you know. Uh, I think originally when I when I just got on got on the internet uh, that first month I spent like hundred yuan on an uh, internet bill. Mm-hmm. And the hundred yuan back in the nineties was like crazy, it's like the mm-hmm. thousands of today's money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and you spent thousands on internet. <clears throat> uh, you know, my parents just whipped me up, um, <laughs> so so uh, uh, not kind of forced me to uh to to find these loopholes um yeah yeah but yeah you, you're right i <laughs> started really young right yeah well i mean it makes sense How, were your parents supportive of what you were doing or, uh, I mean, other were, than the bills they were not against me going online or, or spending time on the internet um you know not now that i'm come to think of it the they're pretty supportive uh there's they're saying, well, as long as you finish your homework, right? As long as you read the you know books or whatever you're supposed to read, you know, just go have fun. You don't have to. You don't have to go out and play. You don't have to like you know uh, learn piano or anything. My, my parents didn't. You know, unlike a lot of their peers, yeah. they they didn't force me to learn like any instruments. Mm. Uh, the one thing they they really want me to learn well and start early is English. For some reason, like mm. they know. Okay, so you have to learn that, mm-hmm. um, uh, that and math. Just you know, mm-hmm. be good at, at at both those subjects. Did, did they ever say why for English? Yeah, yeah, they say well, you have to communicate. It's it's a very important skill to have. Uh, you know, that was when I was like 
six or seven, they start mm-hmm. to saying that, right? So just like a lot of uh, families now are saying that like, you have to learn, like a lot of foreign families, right? You, have, you know, learn Mandarin, right? Yeah. It'd be useful. Uh, you know, back in the 80s, probably like Japanese, yeah, 70s yeah. in Japanese, right? Learn Japanese. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they, they just think, you know, um, learn English, uh, a new different language will open up a whole, whole lot more doors. You know, not that they're super educated. My parents are not very educated uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, right? Uh, uh, but they know, they have this concept that, you know, a language ability is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, just be good at that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the rest of that is you know, up to you, you mm-hmm. know, figure out your hobbies and things like that. Yeah. No, it's amazing. I was just about to ask, like, how did they have international exposure that led to no. that, or just they just were had a vision? No, for what, no, they were, were just a very um, uh, well, they're just like plain middle class Chinese. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, well, we're we're from a you know little town mm-hmm. in China, and they're, we're, so 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 everybody's like that. Like we were not wealthy, we're not like poor. Yeah, we're not even. I I can say we're comfortable. But not that comfortable yeah, back yeah. back then, okay. right? So so it's uh, but they just had this idea. I don't know where they get it. They probably from books or newspapers or whatever, mm-hmm. and they say, um, just, you know, just learn English well. And then uh, later on, you know, I finally did. Then I wanted to go study abroad. Mm-hmm. Right. And part of that is you know that can better you know help you learn English even better. Right. Mm-hmm. Just to spend a couple more years in, yeah, in yeah. a foreign country. <clears throat> okay. No, that's great. I, would you, like, what kind of advice might you give a young Chinese person who's thinking about whether or not to study abroad or um, kind of at that stage in life? So it could either be do it or don't do it, or, like, is there anything that you would advise them to do specifically more of or less mm. of based on your experience? Uh, it's a resounding yes. You just have to do it. Do it. Do it. Don't, don't, if anything, just don't go to colleges in uh, in China. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a major waste of time because... Uh, you're you're basically gonna party for years, like mm. play video games or whatever, right? For for four years, and you know the book, the book learnings from from any Chinese universities uh, is mostly like crap. Like even if you do it, you know here, a lot of uh, subjects are taught in English, right? Mm-hmm. No one is just do it straight. You mm-hmm. know, go to a, go to American or uh, British university, just learn from there, and plus you get you know you will be in your uh, you know. Uh, uh, late teens or early twenties, and then that's like the most formative years of your life. Right. And you know, use that uh, you know couple of years of your life and be exposed to different cultures, different way of thinking. It's tremendously helpful. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's just the most valuable thing that I had. Uh, you know, um, you know, in my in my education is the exposure to to a different whole set of. Different cultures and, 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 and environments and, and, and bunch of, you know, just friends, mm-hmm. just like at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of friends. I have mm-hmm. all my best buddies from, from colleges. We still keep in touch. We see each other, uh, you know, once a year or, mm-hmm. or, or, or twice a year still. And, uh, uh, and just that bond, uh, you know, just, it's very, very, um, it's, it's unlike anything that I ever had. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so it's, um, uh, it's very, very valuable going to study abroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but one thing, one thing that I, that I learned though is to, you know, make sure that you, you don't spend most of your time with your, with your, uh, friends who, who's, who's also from China. Mm-hmm. Because what you wind up doing is basically you, 
you form a little circle in a mm-hmm. foreign country mm-hmm. and you don't get you don't get to exposed to that different culture you don't get to exposed to that different friendship right mm-hmm. um and, and a lot of times with i see uh some of my friends a lot of my friends who just like me studied in china you know, born raised in china and went to uh you know for example canada us or, or australia mm-hmm. and then they come back you know don't speak very good english mm-hmm. Uh, it's because they they hang out ex- exclusively with uh, other 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 trans people, right? You know, right. They, they identify with them, you know, the same culture. Did did you have that experience with mostly Chinese, or did you? Were no, you uh, I was I was luckily or unluckily, I my my college was quite small, mm-hmm. um, so I don't have. I we do have some uh, international students, but we're all different years the different yeah. class mm-hmm. uh so we still have our own circles like mm-hmm. it's, it's a private it's a private liberal arts school mm-hmm. right so so i don't have that uh i don't have the opportunity to uh you know to hang out with uh a, 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 you know other chinese people mm-hmm. no. yeah i think i mean <clears throat> probably an advantage to be honest i think smaller schools Small, have yeah. some really kind of cool things that, that yeah, go yeah. on there mm-hmm. um <clears throat> especially in terms of yeah like the being able to bond with the people around you and if right. you're obviously still in touch then right. that's pretty strong right i, I right. imagine there's probably a lot of people that have that study abroad experience and then mm-hmm. yeah like you said it's just kind of like a portable bubble <laughs> right. of, of wherever they're from Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. So, because so some of your friends are they uh, trying to get you to come back to the U.S.? Are they yeah annoyed that you moved back to China? Uh, definitely, they are. They're like, you know, just stay. You know, stay in the in the U.S. You know, we we want you we want you here. Like, why can't you stay? Well, first of all, I'm a foreigner, right? It's not that easy for me to stay. Not that I don't want to. I mean, part of me still wants to, but uh, you know, I I I I saw the opportunity in China and I took it. Um, but then they're, they're like, oh, how can we make, how can we make you stay? Can we just, you know, introduce you to one of our cousins and you marry, <laughs> you marry her and you stay? So thank you very much. But, you know, I want to take my chances in China first and, <laughs> and now go back. Yeah. So what, what, what is the opportunity in China that, that specifically kind of drew you back? Is there anything specific or is it more just that the market's booming and yeah. everything's rising? Nothing really specific. It's not that I have, uh, you know, identified opportunity like that's the thing I yeah. want to pursue no it, it wasn't it was just a general idea of um, um, it's basically whatever happened in Silicon Valley you know we have this C2C model if you watch Silicon Valley in, mm-hmm. uh, in the, the show yeah. you know Jane Yan was like all this like new Pied Piper <laughs> yeah. and you know, all things like that as it's, 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 in, su- in summary that's basically a model called C2C copy to China mm-hmm. it's, it's the it's the it's the uh, the model that the Chinese internet company had been using right yeah. For the for the for the past like 10 15 years um so so whatever you see oh it's good right you can mm-hmm. just take that and maybe make some twist and you yeah. know uh, move back to to china like the original qq right mm-hmm. it was an israeli company called icq mm-hmm. and then uh, when qq first came out it was oicq mm-hmm. right oh i seek you mm-hmm. right so that's then then they got sued tencent got sued so they changed their name to qq and qq has been around for how many years i don't know 16 yeah. 17 years 17 yeah. years now uh yeah so 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 when chinese internet first started it was started in that model right now it's a different story mm-hmm. um but part of that still exists you know not like very obvious um uh uh um uh, like um like these uh, uh, like straight up copy uh, C2C model, but now it's uh, it's uh, you still have this idea uh, of 
taking something good that's in the U.S. and mm-hmm. move back to the to China. And I see a lot of um, you know Silicon Valley has gone through its peak, you know, two peaks already, right? Mm-hmm. Like now it's kind of like the second peak and it's starting going downhill, um, you know. But China is like still going up the mm-hmm. first kind of the, the hill going yeah. to the climax. I'm like, okay, so that's probably if I go back now, I'll probably catch the last train in China's. Like internet boom, mm. uh, you know. Hopefully, I can I can make something right. Mm. And and plus, um, plus I think you know, being a foreigner in the U.S., you still have this disadvantage. You have this mm. like glass ceiling, like mm. legally speaking, right? Not even mm. culturally. I think Silicon Valley culture is already pretty accepting. Mm. You know, being a foreigner there is not uh, so much big of a deal. Mm. Um, but still, like the you have to have to go through a lot of legal hurdles, and mm. you know. But that that was when Trump wasn't in the, in in the White House was was uh, Obama. But still, uh, I I can foresee that. Uh, so you know, all things considered, say yeah, let's uh, let's pack up and uh, move back to China. It's time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting because I. I also see it now kind of going in reverse as well. Like even on um, on Twitter, for example, in Silicon Valley, there's all these people chittering and tattering about you know. For them, it's shared scooters. Right? Yeah, so it's yeah, the mobile yeah, bird. Yeah, and they're all complaining about it, and I'm just like, you guys have no idea what's coming um, mm-hmm. in terms of that. So it's also interesting now to see it kind of going back reverse right. direction. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that might actually be what brings you back to the U.S. is you just spot something here, build up a nice capital base, right? right, right and then yeah, you're yeah. able to go back and, and do it there, well, knowing both markets a bit, right? Yeah. See, that's that's the thing about these uh, these uh, uh, these markets. These uh, um, it's it's the 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 talent flow and the capital flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, China is definitely opening up. Um, regardless whether it's the the capital markets or or the the you know cultural region, right? Uh, now with new developments, we, we don't know. It might be tightening in terms of the the cultural area because you see the the uh, uh, what's it called the jump bite, the yeah. tail and 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 Neihan um, mm. things like that. These kind of apps are getting cracked down in China because it's not they 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 promote values that does not. Fit that don't fit with uh, mm. the socialist core values or whatever. Mm. Um, so we see it tightening in, in, in that area. So you, you probably see a lot of these kind of model mm. going from China to sit back to Silicon Valley. Mm. Because you know the one thing that, that the Chinese internet market uh, or talents uh, did or has been doing a lot better than the, than the Silicon Valley ones is the uh, the business model innovation. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's not so much of the technological. Mm. I think that's still very much U.S. Very much Silicon Valley driven. Uh, mm. Driven, right? Like you don't see blockchain, the concept mm. being developed in China, right? You mm. saw you saw that developed in the, in, the, in the U.S. You don't you don't see AI being first invented in uh, mm. in, uh, in 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 China. But now it's propelled by China and the U.S. Right mm. Mm. together. So 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 that innovation. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, drive is still, uh, you know, very much the engine, very much in in the Silicon Valley, but China does exceptionally well is taking whatever exists in the in the West or, or wherever, and, and 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 you know fit that into the Chinese market, and, and you know, that resulted in a lot of um, you know. Uh, 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 business model innovation mm. because the technolo- technological uh, innovation can lay the groundwork 
Mm. Like everybody starts at, at that level. Yeah. You know, DD has that, Meituan has that, right? Whatever the, the Uber started over there, mm. you know, and the the you know the algorithm that dispatches taxis and mm. and, and and these uh, these cars, then um, uh, we have that now in China, and then you see bunch uh, other players starting to start from the same level and start to play you know oh we threw we we, we rebate customers right mm. like heavily mm. uh, re rebate drivers we use uh, really cheap laborers on the streets to to you know hand out flyers to become a driver for us right yeah. things like that like uh, uh, we do exceptionally well mm. like the speed the the focus the execution is so mm. much better than than than, than that of uh, you know in the US mm. so uh, that has ups and downs <clears throat> plus and some minuses uh, i think the 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 short term is you see Many many players start to come into the market in a very very short time. Yeah. And I, I I'm in that market. I look for loopholes, so I know uh, you don't you don't look at where most people are looking at yeah. because that's def definitely a waste of time. Unless you have some sort of barrier to entry, mm. right? Like you have you have to have a couple of those mm. in order for you to do that. Like right now, you don't look at AI mm. unless you have some sort of uh, exceptionally, you know, guarded technology, mm. and you know, beyond that, you probably have some sort of I don't know connections or, or business, you know, uh, connections with uh, you know governments or, or whatever, right? So, so, so uh, uh, the barrier of entry is you have to be have so high in order for you to look at whatever uh, you know where, uh, what most people are looking at. Um, so, so, so that's in the short term. That's the benefits for the uh, consumers. You know, you have competition and drives down the price. Everybody mm -hmm. loves it, right? Like yeah. Meituan and and Erma. You can see it's so convenient living in China right now. But the long term is the 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 the, uh, the downside of that is you um, uh, you start to have this idea. You, sp you start to spread this idea of. Oh, whatever works in the West, mm. whatever uh, is working right now, seems hot right now, I can just jump right into it and do mm. my own thing. Yes, you can, but you can you probably waste your time and fail miserably, mm. right? Because it's, it's very capital-driven, it's yeah. very kind of luck-driven as well. Um, and so, so uh, and, and another downside of that is very grand scale, right? It's, it's, it's people, people are not focusing on the actual work, the actual technology, mm. you know, what pushes the productivity forward mm. uh, instead I just use that and and just make money today mm. you know not thinking long term so I think that's a, that's a, it's a trap for most Chinese entrepreneurs mm. right now you mean what do you mean in a trap like the or can you elaborate on the trap part of it yeah well it's basically what I'm saying is uh, well Chinese market is super huge right so so whenever you see opportunity uh, Chances are a lot of players are already in <laughs> yeah, that. There's a lot of people doing in that area, right? right. It's looking, you know. <clears throat> uh, so, 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 so instead of wasting your time, your talent on those kind of uh, um, uh, opportunities, um, it probably it's probably better or wise in the long term to stay calm and just build up your you know your your barrier your mm. your your moch right the, yeah. the silicon valley term is the moch um so so that you can you can establish your power in that little sector that you dominate mm. and then uh, uh and just don't waste your time and, and vc's money on you know 
another ride-hitting app or, yeah. or, or food delivery yeah. or laundry, like whatever. Mm. Um, so that mental trap is, is, is um, uh, I don't know. Well, the mental trap has its market because most people are myopic. Mm. Most people are just short-term focused mm. and, and then um, uh, just want to make a quick buck. Mm. Both the entrepreneur and the VCs are like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> I have so many questions. Yeah, it's interesting because one of the things that I've really found interesting about being in these markets is that going back to what you talked about, business model innovation, I think, and you also touched on this, like the scale of people mm -hmm. and the density of cities and the lower labor costs really do unlock some things that would just maybe they work a little bit in the US mm -hmm. but even just like geographic distance or like yeah. how much you need to pay a driver or like a delivery person or something like that right. and then once you get that that level of scale and density then you're mm -hmm. just able to do these things and then also like the payment instruments and stuff are different right. like mm -hmm. it, it is really quite novel um, speaking of that though what do you think will happen with DD going into Mexico to compete against Uber there uh, it's the same old story. It's gonna happen. Whatever's gonna happen uh, in China or or happened in uh, Malaysia. Why is it Malaysia? Mm. Uh, is it Grab Taxi or whatever mm. Grab? Yeah, Grab. Uh, you know, basically uh, Grab just bought Uber's uh, uh, business mm. in that market, and mm. Grab was backed by uh, is backed by Didi, right? So it's <laughs> dynamic playing out. I think in you know the other markets as well. Um, you know, these these days, I think people are saying, you know, Didi and Uber's model, they really don't. It seems like they're they're giants now, like mm -hmm. giant startups, right? Right now, but they they're they're basically giant infants. You know, they're they're saying that they don't have the barrier of entry is not that high, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it's very capital intensive. Mm -hmm. You know, Meituan just jumped right in, in Shanghai, uh, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 Ida was living quite. You know, we went almost went bankrupt, and now it's you know, back alive. Mm. So, so, so it's not, uh, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Didi and Uber, you know, gonna end up well. They, they're just gonna keep, keep doing what they're doing at best is basically keep their, their models alive and keep raising money. Mm. Right. They, they themselves is, is, a, um, uh, is a, a very, very good example of, what most uh, VCC startups right, right now. Mm. They're basically another kind of financial <clears throat> instrument. Mm. It just keeps throwing money at them, mm. right? And then hopefully somebody else is gonna chip in, you know, mm. after me and raise up the the the, the valuation of the company. Mm. And because of my preferential terms in the, in, in, in during the investment, mm. I get to liquidate before the, the entrepreneurs and the employees and whatever, right? Mm. So so they make money at, at the end of the day, right? Mm. Left and right. But um, uh, the 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 entrepreneurs and the employees just start you know squandering their time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they don't they don't get anything um, out. So so I, I don't think Uber and Didi is gonna end up well. Mm. They're not, not gonna be like Facebook or Air, Airbnb, mm. right? No. Mm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so taking a side tangent for a second, because you mentioned uh, Jing Yang from Silicon Valley. And I had seen some people posting like either 
you know, positive or negative things about his character, whether it's like reinforcing stereotypes or not, yeah. or whatever. But like, what what are your impressions? Like, what do you think or feel when you're watching? Jin Yan, when I yeah. saw Jin Yan, first I think he has a really bad Chinese accent <laughs> because he uh, he he um, the actor. Jimmy O. Yan went to U.S. You know, when he was quite young. So, mm-hmm. so he has even if he has this accent, he has this Cantonese accent, mm-hmm. right? And and he kind of forces him down. No, that's that's not important. I know, mm-hmm. but in terms of his character, I mean, he's more. I, I don't. I don't dislike him. I don't like him either. I'm mm-hmm. very indifferent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's very stereotypical Chinese uh, entrepreneur though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what he did was. You know the the the, the uh, exactly what what most Chinese entrepreneurs in, in the Silicon Valley was doing is basically mm-hmm. copying you know whatever in the, in the U.S. that worked in the U.S. and and back to China. Um, um, but his character, I would say, you know, just just some, it's just Hollywood. I, I was just mm-hmm. Hollywood. You know, yeah. painted this stereotypical kind of a a, a Chinese role in there, and you know, mm-hmm. just. For laughs, mostly for laughs. I don't think he drives plot until like maybe right now. He's not a, a very central character in the show. Now he kind of replaced Eric. Maybe he will will drive the plot forward mm. uh, a little bit more. Um, yeah, he's a uh, you know a lot of a uh, lot of jokes that when I'm watching him just reminded me when I first went to the U.S. A lot mm. of times. Uh, you know when he was burning trash, mm. you know, things like that. You know, I I didn't go that far, but I definitely made some <laughs> similar uh, quote unquote mistakes yeah. in the U.S. You know, it's something that is not culturally acceptable. For example, my friends were you know all, it's still a, 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 a joke that I would eat corn dogs for breakfast. Mm. Like I would eat anything for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Like as long as it's a food, right? So yeah. that's that's the Chinese way of thinking, right? Yeah. Um, well, maybe it's kind of like eating rice, like. In, in the morning for breakfast mm. in China, right? You don't do that in China. But but you know, I don't. I I didn't grow up in the states, so I don't know what's accept, acceptable yeah. for for and, breakfast. And corn dogs are delicious. Right? <laughs> yeah. So so I went to so yeah freshman year I I I went to uh, you know the, the dining hall in the morning. I just grabbed corn dogs. Mm. You know the corn dogs were not for breakfast. They yeah. just put it out there for lunch later yeah. on, right? Yeah. So I just start grabbing them for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um. So we're going to jump around a bit because I, I want yeah. to come back a bit to the in, investor thing. But before we get there, have you ever gotten into any trouble from your kind of hacking slash loophole computer stuff? Like, has it ever come back and bit you? Or are you kind of... A- Not directly. Um, a lot of times, so when I was doing my, my current project, I had... Um, I had the uh, so this is the current project is the social network. Like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, not not before, not hacking. Uh, you know, way back when, when I was you know a kid. Well, yeah, definitely got into troubles, but they're not very severe. Yeah. Basically, on the school level or whatever. So it's what kinds of things. So were you either doing or got in trouble. For well, well, like, middle school, high school, <laughs> you I used was, all our internet bill. <laughs> no, school, like fifty thousand yen. For yeah. So when I was in middle school, I uh, I hacked. I locked all the uh, the hard drives in computer labs. <laughs> Why? I just, just for fun, fun yeah. just for fun, just to you know, just teenagers, right? Yeah. Just, just show, oh, I'm this you know uh, ability. You know, yeah. why not? The question is, why not? <laughs> so 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 I locked all the hard drives, and uh, even the computer teacher couldn't get get into the computer, <laughs> and then that got that got to the equivalent of dean in, yeah. in our uh, uh, high school. Then um, I got 
I got, I got, I didn't get get suspended, but I got um, uh, dragged up to the to the to the to the podium. You mm. know, when, when when during school assembly, like yeah. Monday morning during yeah. school assembly, and announced to like several hundred students, like in front, you know, in front of the entire school, it was like this guy, mm. right? Like did something like really terrible, right? Uh, locked up the computer. That's why you could, you guys couldn't use you know, the computer <laughs> for a week. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I got I got punished like that. So how, how did your classmates or friends react to that? Which is fun. Okay, so computer. I mean, I imagine your close friends were probably cheering you or something, right? Or yeah, well, like they're, they're, they were just like, oh yeah, the teachers are dicks, and you know, don't don't care about it. Can I swear in the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, <laughs> explicit. Right? Yeah, so so um, uh, yeah, my uh, uh, so if if you had if you if you went to school in China or or middle school or high school you, you would know like computers anything that's not tested during Gaokao right mm. it's a joke yeah. it's a joke your PE class is a joke your computer or music class is a joke it's basically if if your math sorry, or, sorry real quick can you explain yeah. what the Gaokao is just for people who don't know oh Gaokao is the uh, college entrance exam okay uh, so it's 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 standard across the nation every well now that's uh, provincially right each province start to do that um um every now and then uh, i'm not uh, 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 each province starts to do their own thing our own gaoka mm -hmm. but it used to be like the national like the 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 the, the questions that's asked on the test is mm -hmm. exactly the same uh so so the, that's that's our way of discerning the uh, the, the, the good students from the bad ones, right? Mm -hmm. Like you go to first tier university, second tier, third mm -hmm. tier, right? Yeah. So that's very, very important for most people because that's the fundamental uh, social mobility driver mm -hmm. in China, right? If you're okay. poor from the village or, or peasants, you're mm -hmm. fine being peasants. You, if you want to get out of that life, you better be a very good student yeah. and do really, really well <laughs> in the college entrance exam, right? <clears throat> so you can, you can go from like the, the, the boss of JD.com, mm -hmm. right? He's, yeah. He's he's basically a farmer. Uh, mm -hmm. His family is peasants, right? Mm -hmm. But he got he 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 was the he was number one in uh, in that year in, uh, in his his province. So he got into I think Jiamen uh, Universities in, mm -hmm. in in Beijing, and uh, so basically that basically changed his life. The the point being, Gaokao is very very important for yeah. Chinese middle school and high school kids. So so anything that's not uh, tested on Gaokao or any subject. Uh, your math teacher or English teacher or, 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 or Chinese teacher can just swoop in and take your time. You say, mm. you guys are not going to PE class like for the, you know, for this duration of this class. Just stay here. Let's do mm. homework or let's, you know, uh, uh, there's some like lectures that I have to do, right? And I already talked to your PE teacher. Now he's fine. <laughs> so you just stay. So computer class is a joke. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you're not supposed to become a computer whiz uh, 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 in China right? mm. in, in, during high school. So, so, um, so it wasn't that serious at the end of the day. Uh, you know, computer teacher was just mad at me. And, you know, he wasn't, when we, whenever we had computer class, we we're just in there you know, surfing the web or looking at our, well, it wasn't cell phone, but a lot of people have, um, you know, these novels, like teenagers reading, you know, uh, books. Uh, it's basically free time for us. Like we're not, we didn't learn anything from computer cl uh, mm -hmm. class or PE class. Yeah. So, or music class. Um, uh, yeah, so, so, so people are just doing whatever they're doing, except mm. on the computer, because <laughs> just been locked. Okay. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad of a consequence, but that tells you that, you know, the whole entire nation was very focused on getting Gaokao done. Yeah. Okay. And, um, 
So that was your youthful exposure to getting into trouble. Yeah. So was there anything that happened later in life? Later in life? Um, yeah, well, I, I, um, so during this current project, I, um, I got threatened to get sued, hmm. but you know, I got, um, but I, I, I know how lawyers work and I know how, um, how, um, how, how these, uh, internet competitions work, right? It's hmm. basically threats, empty threats. Hmm. So basically ignore them. I didn't get into trouble, but that got me, uh, face to face. Well, not, not like in real life face to face, but like the online kind of a battle. We, uh, we, we, we got into a DDoS basically fight between, um, you know, the, our competitors and us. We, uh, so just basically hacking each other and yeah, DDoSing yeah. each other. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't really a trouble. At the end of the day, I prevailed. <laughs> I took them out. I took them down. Uh, so this was a potential threat from a competitor. From a competitor from a different country. Okay. From a different country. Okay. And, and uh, then that then devolved into when the suit when the lawsuit didn't work. Then it just became. Well, yeah. Well, it's basically it's it's kind of, kind of stupid. They uh, they they email me and they say um, you know. Uh, do the, and you should not do this and do that, mm-hmm. right? Because we uh, we have our let's say we have copyrights or copyrighted our mm-hmm. our or uh, or or um uh, uh you know you're you're basically taking our users or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I know these are empty threats because mm-hmm. first of all, it's cross borders. Mm-hmm. Like how are you gonna sue me, right? You don't even know who I am. Yeah. You don't even know where I live. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, but on the uh, you know on the contrary, I know where they are. And yeah. I know their names, you know, because mm-hmm. I I did my you know my whole habit come back, right? Yeah, I did yeah. I did my homework. I I checked who they are mm-hmm. uh, from the domain that they registered and mm-hmm. whatever. And the IPC operate out of. Um, so the uh, let's just say it's a Middle Eastern country. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I'm like no. You're not gonna, you're not gonna legally find me. So I just mm. completely ignore them. Mm. Uh, uh, but uh, that escalated, well, not downgrade. I think it escalated to escalated, escalated yeah, to like right. hacking, right. you, know, you know, hacking each other, trying to hack uh, each other's database. You know, okay. trying to um, uh, then that uh, went from hacking to basically DDoSing, mm-hmm. like bunch of servers. Which again, for the non-technical people, means what? DDoS is. Oh, um, Decentralized, dispersed. I, like I forgot the name. Service, right? De- uh, yeah, denial of service. So it's basically a, a, in a very short period of time, uh, a shit ton of servers start sending requests to your servers, mm-hmm. which blocks your your servers from uh, accepting like actual real requests from your customer, your users. Mm-hmm. Basically, your your um, uh, uh, your your servers become useless. Mm-hmm. And your services go up, go 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 down. Mm-hmm. Uh, go go um, uh, on, uh, offline. So 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 uh, we started doing that, um, and that was a shit show, a shit show for both of our users. How long did that last? Less than a day. Mm-hmm. Less than a day, and uh, eventually, how we got it to stop was, uh, you know, I basically let's just say a, the platform stepped in, mm-hmm. the platform that we operate on, mm-hmm. uh, operate on stepped in and then uh, basically uh, blocked both of us. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What did you do after that? Are you able to still use that platform or is you have to... No, not really. Use? Like we have to like change our names or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So like your, yeah. So your entity changes so that you can then go back and... You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Basically the underlying software didn't change. The, the mm. user base didn't change. 
because we we were we were smart and the we got we got the 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 usernames and emails of our customers mm -hmm. and we were we figured out a way to keep in contact with them mm -hmm. like in specifically for situations like that mm -hmm. and then that proved to be you know to be right mm -hmm. and then uh, we um we basically <coughs> said to tell our customers and i say we we're not online anymore mm -hmm. you know we're not on this platform anymore just mm -hmm. go here and here here and find us mm -hmm. that definitely we definitely took a hit uh, in terms of revenue, in terms of, um, you know, user loss. Yeah, I'm just curious, like, as a percentage basis, how much do you think that ultimately costs you? Is it like 25%, 50%? Probably a third, a I would third. say. Yeah, probably a third. Yeah. I mean, that, honestly, I think that's pretty good, actually, that it was only a third. I can imagine a lot of companies, <laughs> I mean, because it's not easy to retain, retain customers, period, right? Like, right, right, right. You have to do that kind of migration and right. kind of um, loss of service or whatever. It's, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, but but the things well, the thing is in China. Well, still that's that's the learning I had in China, mm -hmm. right? Doing doing business, when when the gaming industry first took off in China, a lot of uh, you know, there's also a lot of competition, right? Yeah. Um, so competitors will DDoS each other, mm -hmm. and if uh, let's say a little guy DDoS Tencent. Mm -hmm. Like that's now you wouldn't imagine doing that, right? And you can still like technically <laughs> yeah, do that, you but you try. wouldn't. You can try, but it's 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 uh, it's technically feasible. Yeah. But the thing is, Tencent would not even retaliate by like you know hacking you back or whatever, right? DDoS you back or block you. They would just say because they're so technologically advanced, they will identify who you are, mm -hmm. and they would directly send cops to to your home, mm -hmm. and you could confiscate. Uh, whatever you have and just put you in jail right away. Yeah. So so when when you first got started and people start doing that like DDoS or whatever mm -hmm. this is all the normal shit yeah. uh, um, but then uh, <laughs> then uh, these little guys got bought up by Tencent and some other guys will, uh, will, will try and then mm -hmm. and they soon they learn that you know it's best not do that in China yeah. and you get you get it you get into like legal troubles. Like when it comes to legal, it's kind of gray now. Mm -hmm. So because like you're not really supposed to get thrown in jail for just for that, right. uh, for that reason. But whatever they can cook up some other reasons just to mm -hmm. put you in jail, <clears throat> right? Yeah. So 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 people learned and and don't do that anymore. But you know foreigners don't know. Yeah. You know the the competition is not that as fierce. Uh. So 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 there's no international cops to put you in jail. Mm -hmm. you no, know, so we 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 start doing that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I learned. Yeah. So I, I feel like there are some uh, Chinese technology or technologist type people or entrepreneurs that have kind of a negative outlook in the sense of, for example, I mean, maybe this is actually correct me if I'm wrong, actually, I, I've heard a few times mm -hmm. where maybe it's, it's Chinese people saying like, don't even bother building a company because mm. Tencent or whomever is just going to come in and crush you or acquire you or like, you know, mm. forcibly take you over. Like the, yeah. the, the playing field is so uneven mm -hmm. that like, so either it'll be like one of those scenarios. One is like you come up with something cool and then they're so big, they have a whole team that'll just copy it overnight and then you're just done. Um, or they'll come in and acquire you or mm -hmm. like crush you through other means or whatever. Yeah. Do you, do you feel that's an accurate? It's pretty accurate. It's definitely, it's definitely true. Uh, but it's also true in Silicon Valley, right? So, because think about it, you, your distribution network got uh, uh, monopolized by Facebook, by Amazon, by Google. Mm -hmm. There's no way for you, to, by Apple as well, how can you distribute your product without these 
networks, right? Mm-hmm. So then people th- start thinking about blockchain, but mm-hmm. that's just the infancy <clears throat> level, right? So, so, so really, it, it's, it's a problem that exists in both worlds. Um, but the well, good I would say it feels a little more aggressive here, here though. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Um, or at least that's how it's portrayed, right? When people talk about it, they're yeah. like, it's like, don't even bother <laughs> trying to do something that they might be interested in because they'll just but like, that, ah. that also might be the exact reason why people want to do something like mm. that. It just wants to get bought out by Tencent, mm. wants to get bought out by Alibaba mm. because that kind of payout is already phenomenal, right? Mm. For, for the entrepreneurs, not so much for the employees and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. definitely for the entrepreneurs and then, and then uh, the VCs, right? Mm. And the VCs will, they will do whatever's best in that kind of market right now, right? They know that it's really, really difficult to to invest uh, invest in um, in 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 a company than them and and make that company into another ten cent. Mm-hmm. But I can invest in something like Didi and get you know have Didi get bought out by somebody else, right? Maybe mm-hmm. not Didi. Or so 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 they will do whatever is best for them at that situation. Yeah. That's the VCs and the you know. Uh, uh, so in that market, yeah, they will still like, give out. It's like the different alternative than the IPO per se. It's yeah, like, well, just yeah. make yourself good enough to yeah. be acquired by them. Yeah, they will still get. Them, right? Yeah, they will still get uh, get phenomenal returns. Maybe not as great, mm-hmm. um, but still the chances are, are good. And, you know, and plus the VCs nowadays are like the deal deal makers as well. The 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 um, for example, um, uh, what's the company? Digital uh, Jump Bite. They bought Musically. Mm-hmm. Musically is basically a, it's it's the it's the it's the hip thing for teenagers, not teenagers like 13, 12 mm-hmm. years old in in the U.S. Right, but 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 that's also uh, built by a by a Chinese team, mm-hmm. Musically, right? Mm-hmm. And they the VCs that invest in both uh, companies, they just basically made a deal and say, you know, this acquire, uh, let jump by acquire Musically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know these deals happen because the VCs wanted to get out, and they know music is not going to become the next Snapchat or, or next Facebook mm-hmm. um, or Instagram. Um, so, so, so the VCs they they will do whatever is best for them at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the best deal <clears throat> that is, they will, they'll make it happen. Um, for the uh, uh, so 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 a lot of entrepreneurs they just downgrade their expectations yeah. and say, I can just do this, and then. I'll make sure that I get acquired by, mm-hmm. you know, and they very early on, they will pick a side. Yeah. They pick either Tencent or Alibaba. <laughs> At the beginning, it's like, At the beginning, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah. Like we're aiming. Yeah, so. we're in. So, so they, they, I'm, I'm basically, they just want to become the pawn for, for, for the chess game between yeah. Tencent and Alibaba. Okay. They just want to become the pawn. They don't want to become like the third person. Yeah. You know, taking the, either one of those over. They just lower the expectations. Mm-hmm. Because end of the day for them, you know, at the end of the project, I can buy a house in Shanghai, you know, that's <laughs> good enough. Yeah. So it's, achievement unlocked. Yeah, achievement unlocked. Apartment in Shanghai. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so remind me again, so you have some exposure to kind of the venture capital space, right? Right. So was that through your own company or you co-founded something? Right, so my own, co- my own company. Your own company. Okay, so what were, right. what were some of the things that you learned from that? And, and was that in China or was that in the U.S. or was it both? It was in China. It was in China. So we got funding. I'm going to grab another beer. But yeah. Go ahead, continue. All right, right, right. okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so uh, it was through my company and also I co-founded, right? Um, we got funding from uh, a few top investors in China. And then uh, we started doing our thing. 
And then things changed. I changed. I realized it's not the path I wanted to go down. Uh, so I basically pulled out. So why is that? Or why is that? It's basically I, um, a lot of um, things come together to make me realize that um, that I might just be, it's, it's not the that path that I really, really want to take. The path I want to take is I built something that that actually serves a market, serves a need, uh, whether it's through a loop or not, mm-hmm. um, and and then get rewarded for that right away, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not talking about burning cash, well, VC's cash or Andrew's cash to acquire customers and then offer some sort of freemium model, and then hopefully I can you know show ads to them. No, I don't. I don't want to go down that model anymore because it's mm-hmm. too twisted and and and. And uh, in my kind of um, own terms, you're too far from the cash. Mm-hmm. Like you're too far from you know customer's pocket. Yeah. So, so I came to that realization. Then I decided, okay, so I have to stop what I was doing. Then um, start off. How, how, how start long were you working at that startup? Two years. Two years. Okay. Two years. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> I have to pull out. Had to pull out. Uh, you mean, I mean, luckily I have you know other uh, people can take take over, and uh, then I basically took you know pulled out, and then was like, um, it's great because I have the, I don't have this burden anymore, mm. so I had I can I can start anew, mm. and so 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 and that in, during that process that made me realize okay so how the uh, you know the VCs really sees you how the market really sees you it's, it's it doesn't really matter how the investors or VCs or angels sees you because at the end of the day it's the markets that count it's mm-hmm. not the investors the investors is one step mm-hmm. you know uh, you can keep raising money VCs have money right you can keep raising money and then, then you, ha- you just keep your company afloat mm-hmm. right? keep your story afloat um, and then hopefully one day you can have you can hit some liquidity event and you can you can, you can pull out gracefully right and yeah, buy, yeah. buy an island in Bahamas and retire. Yeah. No, no, that's uh, that's that's all good. I mean, people are still trying to trying to do that, um, but that's not me. I mean, that's not me. I look at mo- where most people are not looking at um, because I, I tend to shy away from that. I don't know why. Maybe just from a uh, childhood age that I, I just I just don't like. Uh, don't like um, uh, crowded place or, 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 or you know whether it's, it's uh, like if for example if some theory or it's from like dietary fad right that's mm-hmm. like everybody's like exploring I'm like no I'm gonna stay away from that mm-hmm. like I don't even want to do that like for example um, Douyin is like super popular right now in China what is that Douyin it's like the uh, um, how do I it's kind of like a musically. It's it's basically a, a, a um, uh, what's, what's what's the what's the thing that that went down, um, Vine. It's basically like Vine, but 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 Vine times like ten Vine on steroids basically, mm. right? So it's a lot of funny videos, a lot of like interesting videos, short videos, mm. clips. You can just keep throwing scrolling through. Mm. Again, that's like Byte Jump, uh, yeah. like a sub company. So 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 like that's super popular. It has been popular too, but I I was like no, no, no I don't I don't want to use it. Mm. I'm not even on Weibo, mm. right? So I uh, I don't want to um, uh, just be, become part of the trend. Mm. No. Why is that? I don't know. I keep asking myself. I I don't know that 
uh, I don't know the answer. Maybe because I think the truth is always in few people's hand, mm. hands. It's it's um, uh, uh, I just don't like crowds. I just don't like the popular things. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I mean, because <clears throat> I have I've had similar kind of feelings, especially when I was younger. I would say I had a I had a more pronounced where. If anything was what everybody was doing, mm -hmm. I would almost by default want to take the position against it. Yeah. Sometimes I would then say, okay, you know what, this actually makes sense, or mm -hmm. like you know, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it was. Um, now I think I'm a little bit more open to like not mm -hmm. judging it just because it's popular and mm -hmm. so trying to find it on its own merits. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I've thought about it. Like to me, these days I'm not quite sure what it is. I, th I think a little bit of it is there's still a little bit of insecurity mm -hmm. in the sense of if I do what everybody's doing, mm -hmm. then I have to inherently be better than mm. them in order to stand out amongst that group. Whereas right. Whereas if I reject that, then I'm saying I'm playing a different game, right? So if everybody's right. wearing this clothing brand, mm -hmm. then I'm never going to be the guy who's cooler than them wearing right. that clothing brand. So then therefore, mm -hmm. I'm going to say, you know, fuck that clothing brand right. and wear something different. Right. But that become, but I think that's actually coming from my own insecurity right. of like, right. I don't think I can win. So then I mm -hmm. choose not to play that game. So, right? so, so like I'm trying to play a different Right, game. right. That's, that's, you know, that's very, very, uh, uh, a nice way to put that. It's, it's, it's basically in the day it's competition, mm. uh, like my business ideas or whatever the things I do. Mm. Um, competition always you don't you don't gain much. Like the players don't gain much from the competitions. I don't think. Mm. Uh, so 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 I tend to shy away from that, and I tend to play my own game. Mm. I think that's that's right. I think you're you're absolutely right. Um, you know, because when I'm playing my own game, I make the rule. Mm. Or I'm, you know, if I'm playing a game that's less played, mm. I might have a better chance of, of winning. Mm. So, yeah, mm. that's true. <clears throat> Are you a competitive person otherwise? Like uh, in sports? Or? No, when I'm pushed, mm. when, I, when the button is pushed. Mm. Like by nature, I am not. Mm. By nature, I'm not. But if I'm really challenged mm. and I feel challenged, like the DDoS. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> this I'm, is not going to work. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, definitely. I'm, but otherwise, no. Yeah. I'm pretty uh, pretty uh, easygoing yeah. uh, kind of dude. Okay. Yeah. That's probably why we get along. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have at least part of that in common. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, interesting. So let's, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now. Um, because part of the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is both just to share some different experiences and then also hear from someone who's operating a business that, you know, again, is kind of living on loopholes, right? Right. Whereas uh, some people might not really like it as much or whatever it might be. Right. So how, how did you kind of choose this business or why do you do it and right. what do you so, see for the future for yourself? So basically, I don't see this business as, um, as a long-term solution, as a long-term business. Uh, again, it's... Um, uh, it's a means to an end, right? Right now, it's something that I I, I do to uh, to keep my um, you know, keep bringing bread to the table, so to speak. Um, what I do basically is I explore loopholes on social media to get people more likes or follows or more attention, basically. Mm -hmm. now, whatever you do on social media is the attention, right? Mm -hmm. So so um, so I cater to those who wants a growth hack, 
their mm. presence on social media, mm. whether that's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, or whatever. Mm. Right. Um, so, 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 and you know, uh, the reasons they want to have a presence is because maybe they have a business, they have mm. a uh, of their own, they want to keep the portfolio of the uh, you know uh, uh, online so so their customers can see it but in order for them to do that or, or reach out to branch out to more customers they have to use some sort of tool yeah to 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 get them there because otherwise you're subject you're, you're you're basically subject to um uh to to instagram or facebook or uh linkedin's algorithm mm-hmm. right so they can decide what uh, who to promote mm-hmm. who to uh, you know, uh, or paid advertising, right? Or paid advertising, <laughs> exactly. Like things, right? right. So, um, so they want to have some sort of leg up, mm. and then they need to use some sort of uh, automation tools, like mm. the ones that I offer. Uh, then, uh, uh, and in order for them to use mine, they immediately have to pay me. Mm. Right. So, so it's right away. Mm. So that that goes back to my thinking. I don't want to offer some free product to gain momentum or. Uh, gather a user base then shoot ads to them right i don't want to do that mm. um so uh, nor that i can handle that type of business right i don't i don't want to get a you know good idea that i i, I you know i choose you know i'm so big or so powerful yeah. <laughs> that i can i can you know, i just shy away from that um so uh, uh um and and that i think that's more of a um anti-internet business model mm. however that's that's a very very normal or or, or uh, 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 a traditional business model mm-hmm. it's, it's basically a <clears throat> mom and pop shop on the internet i call mm-hmm. myself a street vendor on the internet mm-hmm. so uh, I, I think about a street vendor like you, you <laughs> yeah you uh, street vendors don't pay any taxes mm-hmm. right they they, they 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 are subjugated to uh to chen guan right so yeah. these like the police <laughs> you always live in the in the shadows or 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 in, live in the in the cracks in the, on the on the wall mm-hmm. so 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 uh, but but their business is they don't have much of a scale but whatever they offer they 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 get cash they get yeah. rewarded for it right um and that's that's anti uh internet model, business model not that it's wrong on the internet you know when people think about internet think about scalability they think about reach you know the entire audience in the in the in the in the world and uh, people you know all over the world will will, will, will come and, and and play and use your product right that's true and, and good but it's not to say the reverse is not true. Mm-hmm. Like you can still have a mom and pop shop on the internet, mm-hmm. right? It's it's, but people don't think about that. People mm-hmm. think like, uh, it's almost to have they, they have this like, a uh, uh, momentum of thinking. It's like oh, internet, and then you know, scalability, no regulation, you know things like that. Um, um, but maybe the reverse is is actually true. Mm-hmm. Maybe just look. You know, behind what's behind you, right? Yeah. Like, uh, 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 and think about think about bootstrapping your business, not uh, getting any investors. Because think about it. End of the day, if you're trying to go the investor route, um, you have you have investors becomes your overhead. Mm. You have all these uh, uh, investor relations to manage. You have all these terms and contracts to manage. You have um, you have this. Um, um, all the added baggage, yeah. right? Besides money, like they can give you money easy, quick, uh, and also one learning that I, I I can share is it's easy for now nowadays in China at least it's easy for entrepreneurs to get investors' money into the company's pocket. Yeah, 
but it's very, very hard for the entrepreneurs to get that money from the company's pocket to their own pockets. Mm -hmm. It's very, very difficult. Why is that? Or can you elaborate on that? Or is that because of the because the terms? Or so? Yeah, because of the, the terms. terms. Okay. Because the exit, the liquidity events are are, are, are are few, right? You you can liquidate some of your shares, mm -hmm. maybe a Series B or C, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely not a Series A. Yeah. You can you can um, you know ideally you IPO and you, you get um, rewarded handsomely. Uh, but however, if you get bought out by some other companies. Um, usually, your terms like ninety nine out of out of hundred, mm -hmm. you have this uh, preferential liquidity terms mm -hmm. that, that that says you have to pay the investors, give back the money that investors gave you first, mm -hmm. then then liquidate the investors first, mm -hmm. then it's you, yeah. then it's the, you know the, whatever the common shares because they get they get they get uh, uh, preferred shares, you get mm -hmm. common shares, right. right? That's that's how most the you know the the the, the, the investment agreements or terms work. <clears throat> So that's 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 the that's the hidden side of that, right? Mm. It's all glory, all you know, rosy on the outside. Yeah. You know, yeah. I raised like twenty million USD from blah blah blah. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> if you look at, if you scrutinize or peruse the the, the, the contract or terms, mm. you know, you, you you're gonna get shafted, right? Basically, yeah. um, think you know, look at Elma, the recent acquisition by Alibaba, uh, Mobike mm. by Meituan, right? Things like that. The entrepreneur, the founding team didn't get that much mm. because the investors, I mean, even the investors like bitching about it. It's like, you guys can't even IPO. Like, mm. the, you know, the investors, especially the investors that got in late. Yeah. Like, they're like, it's, it's, it's almost not that much different from buying a, a, a financial product from a bank, right. per se, from a return perspective, right? Yeah. So, why do I take so much risk on you guys? Mm. Why I can use the same amount of money? And have the safety when buying buying a financial uh, product from a from a bank. Mm. <laughs> so the investors were bitching, uh, the the late investors. Um, uh, that that's all because the the earlier ones have these preferential liquidation mm. you know terms to protect them. So so really the entrepreneurs and the teams are playing is asymmetric game with the investors. Yeah, the investors have shit ton of money. If you tank, I have hundred other investments, right? Mm -hmm. Plus, money is renewable. Mm -hmm. As for them, money is resources, definitely. And but money is renewable, mm -hmm. right? So, so end of the day, even if you tank, even if all of their money tank, they can just, uh, you know, sell some other different ideas. Oh, I'll do a crypto fund from their investors, right? From their LPs, mm -hmm. they can just always raise money. But you, you just lost five years of your life. You just mm. lost your, your employee's life. Mm. You just lost your chance, your opportunity cost, right? Your chance of becoming a, I don't know, investment banker or consultant mm. if you want to go that route, right? Or, or, or just be like traveling. Now you just lost shit ton of money and time. Your time is non-renewable. Mm. <laughs> See, that's the problem. That's the, yeah. the asymmetric part. Um, you know, you can use them, that, that time to do whatever the fuck you want. Mm. Now, why would you just be a bitch and work for, you know, for investors under some sort of preferential terms and in the market that's so competitive, you know, on the product that's not very promising. Right. <laughs> yeah, the deck is really stacked against you, right? Yeah. But the, the romance is still there of that one in a Right, so, so, so a lot of people get into entrepreneurship without knowing or thinking about uh, these consequences. Mm -hmm. They think, yeah, there's risk. But they don't have this 
visualize. I didn't know how to visualize risks. They don't. They cannot like uh, uh, um, uh, think think risk in like substance, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what does it mean for me to lose time? Mm -hmm. What does it mean for me to lose my uh, you know what's the opportunity cost? If I were to do this, I, I wasn't doing. I wasn't establishing it. Uh, going down a well-established career path, mm. right, of becoming a, a manager, or senior manager, or VP, or whatever, right, or, or have a stability of, of raising a family. So, so they don't, they, they, they can't, vis they cannot visualize that. Then they think, oh, I just plunge myself into that because I have nothing better to do. Um, but no, you have a lot more other things that's almost as good, if not better, than becoming an entrepreneur. Mm. I, 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 the first thing I can think of is travel. Travel is the best thing you can do, mm. like at this age, you know, in the late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know, um, so one of our former podcast guests, who's also an entrepreneur, uh, yeah. Ronan, mm -hmm. he recommended uh, Micro Conference, which is in Las Vegas, and mm -hmm. I think he might like it. Mm -hmm. So he's like, he hates uh, all conferences. He's mm -hmm. very much kind of you know build a business, very scrappy kind of mentality. And that conference is actually, <clears throat> I haven't been to it. I, I still want to go, mm -hmm. but it's all bootstrapped entrepreneurs. Okay. And there's like two, there's just two groups of like, uh, I think they, they, they do it based on how much revenue your bootstrapped company has. Mm -hmm. But he said like, it's just amazing to be around a group of people that are also kind of the, maybe they're not the, um, mm -hmm. you know, street vendor on the internet, which is an right. awesome way to describe what you do, mm -hmm. but they're just, yeah, they're taking a different model. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, as a result, you just have to be much scrappier you have right. to find different ways of like operating right. and doing it and right. also like all of them are built they built software businesses on the internet mm -hmm. on the back of customers and money not on yeah. the back of vc dollars right, right, right. exactly um, exactly so yeah uh, cheers i hope that oh, yeah. uh, we'll Thanks, share man. beers there oh yeah in las vegas in a couple of years uh, or you'll be on stage actually is what i would like to do um, <laughs> and we'll bring that back to outside of hey, las vegas hey right? that's not a bad idea yeah we right can, New business so, developing on the podcast as we speak. Yeah. Conference for China. I like right, it. exactly. And it's not that, you know, everything happened in Vegas, stay in Vegas now. Mm. Fuck, that's a good idea, though, actually. Right. All right, anyway, <laughs> everyone on the podcast, close your ears. Uh, we may have just uh, started a new business. Uh, we'll see how it goes. So we've filled up all our time. I had a page of questions. I didn't get to any of them. Yeah. Um, there are two questions we pretty much ask every time. One is from Momo, which is if you think back, or just think of a younger version of yourself. So not mm -hmm. you, you're not going to change past or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But if you could give some advice to a younger version or some mm -hmm. kid who's like you, mm -hmm. what would you say to them? Be more focused. Um, definitely be more focused, especially for me. I, I think in general, you should be more, uh, um, uh, you should be more open-minded and explore more things. But in my case, I, I was very uh, exploratory of, uh, kid, I like new ideas, very curious, mm -hmm. but I think that I did that too much. I mm -hmm. think I, I dipped my toes in too many different waters. Mm -hmm. I should be more focused on the definitely be, become way more technical than I'm currently, uh, mm -hmm. am. So, 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 uh, maybe, uh, be even better at, uh, mathematics and algorithms, mm -hmm. uh, things like that. Uh, that's definitely a plus. Be, just be more focused. And, and identify identify what you're focusing, what you should be focused on. That's very difficult. So that requires a lot of conversations with friends, with uh, 
uh, people with more experience with your parents, with your parents' friends, things like that. So, so, so once you identify that one thing or, or two things, just, just spend a lot of your energy on that. Because I think that nowadays, what society lacks is focused people. Mm. It's, it's, if, you're, if you're driven and focused and working on your single mission for like 10, 20 years, you're just by nature is going to be better than like 99.99% of the, mm. the, the person, the people out there, right? So just don't, don't wonder too much uh, and, and, and you know, stay focused. Identify one thing or two things and stay focused mm. uh, and, and just keep, keep on doing that. Mm. And that's, that's the advice <clears throat> I'll give myself. That's interesting you say that because I've never thought about actively disagreeing with someone's oh, advice really? for their younger self. Okay. But it's not disagreeing with you, but mm -hmm. it's the sense of like, mm -hmm. I actually think one of your biggest strengths mm -hmm. is because you did travel and because you are focused. <laughs> and because, no, because I, you know, yeah. I, I do interact with tech people from time to time. I yeah. do interact with people who are you know, very, very focused and narrow. Okay. And I think some of the, for example, the opportunities that you spot across markets, right, the right, right. advice you give people of like, you got to travel and open up to cultures. Right. Uh, opening up to languages and maybe you're maybe you it's a uh, you maybe I'm misconstruing your answer a bit you're more like expose yourself then focus right is probably uh, a little bit closer but it's like but I think one of your biggest strengths now as mm -hmm. an adult is right. that you have it's such a wide perspective right it's, yeah um, thank you for that yeah so, but maybe you also fuck around a lot and <laughs> I don't see yeah I, I squander my time yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But, but, on Wikipedia for hours and hours or something oh yeah I love Wikipedia that's the thing I love geography you know that's that's um, that's what I do but yeah, yeah, yeah I agree I agree um, explore more but pick one or two things just stay focused yeah uh, okay, so then the last question we have, which yeah. is flash forward, yeah. and you want to plan your funeral. Um, mm. You know, what would be the environment? Uh, who comes? What do you hope they say? What you know, like kind of paint us a picture of how you hope it all ends. Oh wow, I never thought about that one. Um, but I hope it's. I don't see. First of all, I do. I do not want to become a. Like if I don't, I don't strive to become a famous person, right? I don't want to have my obituary in, like, say, The Economist mm -hmm. or something, right? So, 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 um, but I, I do want to have a very, very meaningful relationship with my family and friends, mm -hmm. so much so that uh, they, they, they genuinely mourn the loss of a good friend or family member, mm -hmm. and and that should be it tight-knit community and uh, mm. should be a tight you know small group of people not hundreds not thousands right mm. but small group of people just very, very close um you know when, when i have that and i'll be satisfied i'll be like this is a life worth living mm. you know i i have i can close my eyes and really uh, rest in peace mm. and, and that's my my hope um but don't ask me where I want to get buried. I haven't thought about that one yet. No, no, no city. <laughs> no city. Well, you need to travel more, right? Yeah, I need to travel more. But hopefully, it's either in the ch in China or in the U.S. But I don't know where where I'm gonna establish my permanent home. Maybe mm -hmm. both countries. So, mm -hmm. so you know, it depends on where I spend my 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 last few years. Um, you know, my life. All right, excellent. Well, I think that'll do us for today. Thank you, Mr. Jim, for being on our podcast. Uh, it's been yeah. enjoyable, and thank you, listeners, for sticking with us. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he does not want to be found on the internet, so there's no internet links. But, uh, you know, if you want to kick ass on social media, there might be something you could use. Thanks, everybody. See you. 
All right, that wraps up today's episode. For show notes or just to find Momo and I for beer when you're in Shanghai, you can visit us at beertelligence.com. Lastly, if you've got a second, please consider leaving a review. On iTunes, you got to search for the Beer Intelligence podcast one more time, and then you'll see a reviews tab where you can give us, I don't know, one star, two stars, maybe five stars, whatever the hell you feel. We'd love to hear your comments and we'd really appreciate the support. Thanks.